captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl Old Guy for season three, episode 11 of New Girl, Clavado, and Bar. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher and I haven't done that intro in a while and it shows. And I am joined uh, by the returning OG, Akiva Winokur. Wheels, how's it rolling? I'll steal that from Chester. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, I feel very left out that I missed last week's episode. It wasn't, of course, it was my like my ultimately like decision, but um, you know, it felt like your friends were all having a party without you. Chester did a great job. He really started off, you know, he he was like a rocket ship at first. You guys were were really rocking on. I'm sure, you know, I heard it took many hours of recording just to you know nail that into like usable content. Would you? Would it make you feel less left out if I reminded you that you and I aren't friends? Well, no, stop blocking. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, but uh, it was very enjoyable to listen. This is a good podcast. Everyone should listen to this podcast. It was it was good. Some people would say it's the best New Girl podcast out there, even now. I mean, I have questions about that for the end of the show. Let's focus on uh, last week's episode before we get to the future. Um, mm-hmm. Liz L. says, so after watching Only Murders in the Building, which did you see my tweet today that my mom called it Death, Death in the Apartment? It is funny that it's such like a – why can no parent ever get the name of a show right? I don't know. That's just a thing. The best one I think I told you was she was a big Desperate Housewives fan back in the day, and it was like uh-huh. the final episode, and she's like, oh, I'm so excited Do to get I back and watch – a podcast for her? Yeah, keep going. Uh, she's like, I'm so excited to watch Dangerous Women. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you've been watching the show for seven seasons. <laughs> I think what's funny is Mark Cherry, the guy who, like, ran Desperate Housewives and is, like, I think, like, semi-canceled or something, but, like, he still makes shows. Um, I think the show he made after Desperate Housewives is maybe called Dangerous Women. Did, it was like did a he steal that from my mother? <laughs> it's hot. Wait. Oh, it was called Devious Maids. Oh. Devious Maids. <laughs> so you just did a double botch. That was a reverse double botch. A re- yes. I, yes. Re- the famous reverse double botch. And Why Women Kill. <laughs> um i'll let you know no i'm just kidding but okay so after watching only murders in the building on hulu and listening to the app with chester i see similarities between the three characters of the show and ali chester and akiva which leads me to believe you three would be fantastic doing a true crime podcast together well we don't like scary things so i think we're out yeah, i we, think chester I, I would get so like, canceled i he would don't you think True crime is sort of like it's not over, like it's still popular, but I, I feel like it's peaked and it's going down. No sense. I mean, I person. think it like, is I getting think... a little. Go ahead. No, it's like a little played out. I think it's getting some bad press because people in in only murders in the building they say this, and I feel like this has been flagged. Um, actually, I I binge watch Younger. I love Younger. I want to Younger has shot up to like the top of my favorite shows list. We should cancel this and make it a Younger podcast, but I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend Younger to you. That's the difference. Um, but they talk about this too, that like true crime is real people, like real people died. And it's like the sensationalism of that. Uh, so I think that has like cast a, a fair shadow over the true crime crime genre. But you think me, yeah, and, I, I think course. we could do more of an Olsen and Olsen mystery agency, like a more of a 
more of a like who stole like the the pitch pipe from the singer. That's a real plot of a Mary Kate Nashley Olsen mystery movie. Olsen and Olsen, they used to do like old old school style mysteries. They'll solve any crime better... by dinner time. Was this so this wasn't a one off? This is like a series. I don't remember it. It was an incredible series on VHS, and it had an incredible theme song. And I just remember it was like, who stole the great hope diamond? What's in your brother's dresser drawer? Anyway, do you want to know who stole the pitch pipe? I'll spoil it. I don't even care. Yeah, spoil it, please. Yeah, it was a parrot. A parrot, because parrots are attracted to shiny objects. Case closed. <laughs> Should we just scrap this whole thing and get Chester to do this by himself? The, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I thought like I felt bad that maybe it wasn't. You know, like I wasn't there and people liked the episode, but maybe it was just Chester. It's possible. It was, I think like, it was just, just Chester. Mm-hmm. No one was it's like, possible. wow, Allie, you edited every five minutes out perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I put a screenshot in the NGOG chat, but like, here's what editing a podcast with me and Chester is like. Everything was edited out left and right, save for like two minutes of like conversation. It was a fun one, though. I listened back to it after I edited it. So, but I You're always enjoy fan of yourself. podcast. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Someone has to be. <laughs> No, I listen to NG- I would listen every week to NGOG if I wasn't on it. It was great. Um, I'm on it and I listen to it, but uh, yeah, I heard we we got we had another person listen this week. Maybe your Who's favorite that? person. Um, well, Yosef? you told me right before this podcast, Yos- so oh, I thought you meant Yosef. Um, Is Yosef we- your favorite person? No, no, I just like on the- oh, maybe on this podcast. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> We said we don't have favorite kids. We went over this like two weeks ago. Um, Who's we? Didn't we talk about this on this very show? Like, do you have favorite kids? I could rank your guy. You said we don't have favorite kids. I could rank your kids. I have favorites. Oh, favorites. Yeah, you could have favorites of other people's kids. That, that's absurd. Sure, but you said we don't have favorite kids. Well, I don't have my own. I could rank yours. Mm-hmm. Well, you think if you did, you would have favorites, though? I don't know. Ella's pre-show fight with you gave shot her right to the top of my list. Oh, really? <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you were very helpful in that, in, in, in a little debate. Helpful towards, towards Ella, obviously. Yeah, not towards me, no, for sure. Well, because I'm uh, closer in age to her than I am to you in my own mind. <laughs> Wait, hold not on, in is real that life, true? No, that's not true at all. You I made know, me nervous for a life. second. Not even close. <laughs> like, if it was, like, TikTok Nicole here or somebody, okay, yeah, that is accurate. Like, no, you are not TikTok Nicole and I are peers, how dare you? <laughs> um, no, you are not, uh, yeah, I, I got nervous for a second. I think so who listened to the episode, Keith? Oh, okay. So yeah, no, Rob said that that I should be nervous for my job. Chester's coming for the for the throne. I don't really think I said on a throne. But um the the uh yeah, he, he got shot out of a cannon, Rob said he was so good last week that uh uh I listen, I liked it too. I did fall asleep during the episode, which I don't think is an insult when it comes to podcasts. I think everyone who listens at night just falls asleep while listening to the podcast, but it's hard to remember like what you were up to, so I still gotta get back in the middle there. I mean, again, once again, I'm just worried that Rob is listening to this at all. Rob, if you're listening to this, you don't have time for this. <laughs> don't don't waste your time here. But maybe you think, Chester just brought him in. 
Do you think we could... Oh, yeah, he's a Chester completist. I forgot about that. Do you think we could invent an app? Well, we can't invent it, but no. maybe convince no. somebody to invent <laughs> it. That, like, no. knows when you're maybe, like, falling asleep, like, when you fell asleep to a podcast. Like, how would that happen? Like, maybe you have to, like, press I'm still listening every five minutes. That would be probably annoying. Or, uh, I don't know, how does it know? Like, maybe it hears you snoring and it shuts off. be able to, like, yeah, like... Tr- somehow like tap into your breathing when you're like pulse maybe oh maybe you could just like wear a pulse monitor and when your pulse like slows to like a sleep rate is that science does your pulse slow yeah i think so yeah i think your pulse stops like every night and starts in the <laughs> god forbid i mean we really need it with um so i'm at home this weekend with my mom the jude me too and... not i'm not i'm not with the jude but i'm also <laughs> i was like akiva are you in the basement where are you <laughs> um but we watch like an episode. We we are we made great progress. We're on episode six. I watched seven while she fell asleep. Episode seven of Ted Lasso, season one, because every time we put it on, she watch one ep- one she watches one episode and falls asleep for the second. So uh, I think this is like what you talked about with watching shows with your wife. You have to watch something just because you never get to watch them. You have to like watch something you don't want to watch. So. Yeah. that's what i need is like i need hulu and netflix to like know when my mom has fallen asleep so she doesn't have to like navigate back to like episode two when she's slept watch to season two episode four yeah no but they have they have like are you still awake i i do think is actually a thing yeah but that's Um, like hours in which i respect because when i'm binge watching for hours i hate when that comes up I need to like pop a bracelet on her and check her pulse, and the TV will know know what to do. All right, so I'm sure we have a smart listener out there who's going to figure this out. Um, all right, leave it to our smart. Although honestly, any smart people would probably stop listening to us because we're. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Um, we respect our audience. I already said I listened to it three times, so whatever I say about the audience applies triple to me. Um. No. Yeah. No. People. What are you talking about? Smart people probably listen to this show. All right. Uh, so you though did not watch you. You listened to our podcast with Chester, but yes. you didn't watch the episode. And mm. I, like, I oh, learned well, everything you... there is about Thanksgiving three from the episode where you mostly talked about like I'm trying to think if I remember. I remember hearing something about like trains in 1930s Europe. I don't remember hearing much about the television show New Girl. Okay, you remember the one thing that Alex said about you? Yes. Do <laughs> you remember the one time your name was mentioned? <laughs> yeah, that I remember. I mean, that was like you know one of the spicier moments of the podcast. But yeah, I no, I remember a lot of it. I don't remember. Um, yeah, no, 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 I, I, I got the new girl talk, and I will go back and watch that episode. But I have not yet. Find me a podcaster, and I'll you'll find an ego as big as a house. One ego bigger than the other. Myself included. So that's the same All right. Thing. Well, find. Find me a podcaster, and I'll show you an ego as big as a house. Here's the saying. Here's a great, great news. So Kelly asked, is this a bottle episode? I'm not sure we landed on definition during the last bottle episode, Parking Spot, which Kelly, chef's kiss, bless you. Great detail. And I was thinking the same thing. I think what's great about this episode is, like, nothing really from thanksgiving while i do think they sort of move certain plot points like i do think schmidt and coach sort of start to resolve maybe a friendship's developing between winston and cc there's some strife between nick and jess this episode basically takes place completely independently of everything that happened at thanksgiving and so Mm -hmm. you miss nothing by watching this episode of vacuum i would go back 
for the sake of like understanding characterization maybe and watch the episode also just and how lame would it be also if i had yeah if i had just watched every episode of the show but one um so but like as far as like coming in and missing stuff you're like you're not and it's possible they maybe you know remember we did we didn't we haven't really talked about this in season one but like there were times where they would film things out of order um, looking at it now, they did not film these two episodes out of order. The next two episodes I see are filmed out of order, but yeah, sometimes that happens. So like they, there will be probably not much that you could miss. I believe we last talked about that with the great Dr. Manda Rabinowitz. Cause I was like, I think these are out of order. And Dr. Manda was like, no, the last episode set this she up. She said, no, you're out of order. And <laughs> yeah. that was it. Um, producer Kelly also wants to know why is this episode called Clavado and in bar do the lyrics of the song apply to the situation? So Keith, you speak fluent Spanish. Yeah. Why is what, what is this episode called? And what was my guess again last week? You said that Schmidt dates a Spanish speaking woman. Um, okay. Great guess. Nailed it. We wasted in a bar, but apparently it so it's a reference to a song, which I did find last week. IMDB says the title of the episode comes from the, um, song by Mana, uh, which can be heard at the end of the episode and means stuck in a bar. So that song they mm-hmm. played at the end after Jess makes the decision and Smith does the Christmas trees and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I think I, I can't. I don't know why it is called that, but it you know it all happens in a bar, so it makes sense. And maybe there's a dual meaning with like, is Nick stuck in the bar? Did he choose to be in the bar? I mean, Nick sort of gets out of the bar by the end of the episode, I think, no? The bar exam. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, on his way out of the bar. It's, uh, there's, you know. You think Nick... he's qu- Your take of this episode is that he's quitting working at the bar? I think that there is a path to him getting out of being a bartender, if he wants to. Okay, let's discuss the rest of the episode, and we'll get to that, because um, I'm interested to hear that take. But I don't want to forget Kiwi's Digest. So keep it rolling, Wheels. Oh, boy. All right. So what's going on in this episode? Uh, Jess has to make a big decision. Jess is going to decide if she is going to take a job at the museum or continue teaching. And we see that there's some issues at the school and, you know, there's reasons why not. Meanwhile, everyone else is also having professional crises. We learned about, you know, Schmidt once being a, um, uh, a Christmas tree salesman, one of the great Jewish Christmas tree salesmen of all time. We learn about... Um, uh, Winston quitting his job on the uh, as the radio guy, which we have really seen none of this entire season, right? We, I don't think we've been inside the radio station since last season. And, um, you know, we find out... Uh, well, we'll get to it. I don't want to get to every single thing. But, yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of job talk in this episode, which I don't think is a bottle episode at all, because I really think it advances the plot. And I don't, I don't think it's about... And, and it has flashbacks. It's not a classic bottle episode, but it is uh, an interesting episode of New Girl. All right, great digest. Um, opens with a scotch tasting, which would not be appealing to either of us. I believe scotch is what was uh, foisted upon us at the soda tournament by accident. Maybe it was whiskey. Scotch whiskey is scotch, but not all. No, all scotch is whiskey. Not all whiskey is scotch. I think, I think bourbon right. is all whiskey, but then not all whiskey is bourbon and scotch. I'm just Correct. making. Stuff I think up. that's I, right. I don't even I know what that is. We both, someone spiked, which was pretty bad, but someone spiked our Yucky mm-hmm. Juice while we were tasting. I don't remember who it was, but hopefully they're in jail. And um, we both were like, this is rancid. I think you said this is rancid. We are like, this is uh-huh. disgusting. Um, 
But I did love uh, the like mockery made of like people who taste wine and are like, I'm getting current uh, sweet red fruit where Schmidt's like, it's notes of hunting, fishing, shooting, fatherhood, sadness. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I hate, I hate like the, I don't like wine, but I hate like the wine snobbiness even more, you know? So. Yeah, I had, um when I was last out of the country before the pandemic, Mm-hmm. I did like I went to a winery and the woman leading the tour was like, here's the trick. If it's red, just like name red fruits. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK. Wait, it, like to name your own wine or just like pretend, you know, what no, it is? be like oh, notes of plum, cherry, like and, and like people are going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's a tip for everyone. But I need a, 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 some information from you, Keith. Yes. Um, that we get a reference that the the moment is so chill and absent of drama that it, it reminds Nick of Tim Duncan, or he almost wants to call it Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. I need you to explain this to me. Producer Kelly says, is Tim Duncan still the right chill NBA player reference, or should it be someone else now like Kawhi Leonard? Well, I don't even think you know what you're walking into here with this question. I don't, but knock because... knock, I'm coming in. <laughs> well, you know I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. First of all, did you know that? I knew that. I didn't know Tim Duncan was on the San Antonio Spurs. Not only was Tim Duncan a lifelong San Antonio Spur, but Kawhi Leonard, who you just mentioned, is a San Antonio Spur. Who Kelly mentioned. Ke- well, who, who who Kelly mentioned. Well, how about this? So it's not about chill. Duncan was chill, but I think they're basically calling him boring here. Like, Duncan was oh. famously sort of boring. And Kawhi Leonard, is, Kawhi Leonard is so boring that it's almost interesting. Like, Kawhi Leonard doesn't have social media. Uh, is is you know very um, quiet. He like whispers when he answers questions, but Same. he I, yeah, yes, I'd say people call you the Quiet Leonard podcasting honestly. <laughs> but I think and also and also he is like the biggest hands in the world, and you have second. Um, I think that yeah, so yeah, I I think Kawhi, Kawhi is it would be a great reference now. The the answer to your question is yes, that's that's good. Of course, we hate Kawhi Leonard because he abandoned the Spurs and went to win a championship up north, but um. Yeah, he's yeah he's the new sort of boring NBA player. That's that's a good line. That's a good call by Kelly. All right, so Jess barges in with my energy of I have twenty one minutes to make a life changing decision. What was funny to me is when Nick says that Jess drank th- she drinks the three like shots of scotch, and he says that's forty five dollars worth of scotch. I love that joke because like that's not a lot of dollars worth of scotch. That would work out to like fifteen dollars a drink, which mm-hmm. isn't insane i mean it's not cheap but like that's 40 i thought he's gonna be like that's 80 dollars like that's 45 dollars worth of scotch yeah i'm famously not a, a drinker i don't so I, I i don't know but it seems i don't know i'm probably too cheap to be a drinker now that i think about it like you gotta go spend 45 dollars on scotch you are 100 percent you are well thank you it's a nice thing <laughs> well, to me. i don't know like but are you cheap with like food no, no i spent a lot of money on food. big time this weekend yeah. on food yeah, you got busted by. I got I got busted. Yeah, someone took a picture of my. Uh, of my. Did that uh, make its way back to Mara? I think I mentioned it. Yeah, I th- yeah I wouldn't. I like, meant not did you get it. snitched on? Oh no no no! They wouldn't like they wouldn't text her. But um yeah I did I did get busted. Somebody saw my order in a restaurant that had my name and texted. It he to took family. the receipt off the delivery so that when he brought it back, his family wouldn't see. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that much food. And I guess I don't know what the plan was because I was eating in front of them in the kitchen. Like maybe they weren't paying attention, but like 
you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know what the end game there was, but just in case I took it off. I don't know. Anyway. anyway yeah. So here's the decision. Jess is offered a job at a children's museum in a fundraising role, which I actually think Jess would be an incredible fundraiser. It is, it is an interesting job for her. I, it was funny because, like, I thought the whole episode she was going to take the job because really? they were justifying, like, it's not a great look, like, your main character, like, quits the school in the middle of the year. But they're justifying, like, basically her – Steve Agee's class has to move into her classroom, so there's two classes going on simultaneously at once. So they're trying to, like, give her re- an out, reasons to quit this job. So at that point, I'm like, oh, you know, she's going to quit this job. Like, she's she's out. And I do think, like, and we'll go into their stories, but, like, the, the Winston story is, like, he stayed in a bad job too long. Nick left a career he didn't like or wasn't working for him and, like, now loves being a bartender. Only Schmidt's story really was, like, well, I'll also take the money. So it almost seems like everybody's story, like, justified her leaving also. It, it I, I like I mean I I the whole time I thought she was gonna do it so yeah I, I think uh, I think that's I was played by the show. You got played. Um, one thing that was funny to me, and there's a later we'll talk about the law school depiction, but nobody is learning about Justice Brandeis in a middle school classroom. That's like what Jess is talking about when uh, Principal Foster comes in. And I mean, I, 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 I bet I I guarantee you that the middle school like I grew up in a um I, when I went to high school. We were attached to a like K through eight school, and I can guarantee you that they learned about Justice Brandeis. You went to a Jewish school. No, it's because it was called Brandeis. It was named after. Oh, okay, but okay, <laughs> Jewish school, like yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't think every Jewish school. Many, I think the yeah. ones that are named after, which is just that one probably, and the. I, I don't know. Even then, I don't know. Like my my elementary school was named after someone, and I have no idea to this day who he is. Oh, interesting. He's That's probably possible. just like a donor. It is possible they no never idea. learned. I mean, maybe it was like a rich guy named like Billy Brandeis who donated all the money. I assumed it was like the judge, but who knows? Like it didn't say, you know, Judge Brandeis on the school. Want to know something funny? Mm-hmm. Do, what percent of Americans do you think could name um, more than three Supreme Court justices right now, current? <sighs> more than three? Uh, that's single digits. More Isn't than three cr- is a lot. Because it's funny. Um, someone from law school was running like Zoom trivia for his friends from home, like not from law school. Mm-hmm. And he like had a question about some Supreme Court justice. And he was like, is this not con- – no one got it. And he was like, mm-hmm. do people not know this outside of like being a lawyer? And I was like, I can't tap into my pre-law school knowledge. But it is very possible that I didn't know either before I was You know, single digits might be low. It could be like 12 or 16. But I don't think it's much higher than that. You're, to, you're asking someone to name four. Like, could you do all nine? But the, I could do all nine, but I also, mm-hmm. like, read all of their case law. Like, I could also name some historic ones because, like, I know Judge Brandeis, mm-hmm. Justice Brandeis, because I read some of his decisions. Mm-hmm. I was you know like, the Salvio? Please. No. Tony DeSalvia? You don't know him? He was from, like, the 19th century. I, I didn't say I could name all of them. I just, like, know okay. some of them. No, I made him up. I was just testing him. Oh. <laughs> it's like, that That's a good fake right. judge, though, right? Not really, because I think, honestly, like, the world was too, like, racist even against, like, Italian people. Uh-huh. Right, so you I should have gone with, like, 1952 or something. DeSalvia. I agree. They couldn't have had him in, like, the 18th. In the 19th. I, I should have said Anthony also. Hold on. All right. I got another fake judge. 
Jeff Who's Weatherford. Anthony? Jeff Weatherford. No, I called him Tony DeSalvio, but he was a Supreme Court judge. He would have gone by oh, Anthony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, Jeff Weatherford from like 1890. Weatherford I don't love. You don't love it? You come up with a better judge name then. Um, George McBean? Would you believe that? George McBean. I feel like I would remember George McBean. You, yeah, you'd probably never forget George McBean. What about, um, like, Stephen Breyer? That's a real one. Yeah, that's a real one. You tried to make <laughs> me sound so stupid there. <laughs> you made me sound stupid by agreeing to your fake justice. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm going to have to edit this out. I want try, Can we get Wait, you're going to edit that out? That's... He doesn't have to edit anything. No, you're leaving that in. Just know I don't. I'm, I'm anti the Supreme Court. Like knowing, like nobody should. You're know anti the Supreme Court. <laughs> no, I'm anti. Like I, I don't. I like. I wish I was in the 84 percent of people don't know them. As a concept or the current. No, I don't care about it. I'm indifferent. You should like, care about it. You should care about it. All right. So back to the real episode here. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you know you're on the right path is the question of the episode. Sarah says, what do you do when you have to make a big life-altering decision? Um, I, like, I ideally, I, like, sleep on it, but, like, literally, like, sleep on it until I, like, it's already made from, you know, I, I try to avoid it altogether. I was going to say, I procrastinate until the decision is behind me. <laughs> By yeah, force. no, for sure. No, I mean, when I've had tough decisions, sometimes I just know, I just like, I'm pretty, I'm usually pretty decisive. Um, I like do find myself if I like take too long, I get analysis paralysis and like can no longer make the decision. Mm-hmm. But otherwise I just like crawl under a rock and hope it goes away. Yeah, I, listen, we're the same. I think uh, that's the, that's the way to do it. Like, if someone's um, like, hey, you want to take this job, just stop answering them until they stop asking. So each one of them is going to give basically what we just said, their their rationale on how they make the right decision. Um, I did love the bit of, like, this is a pretty heavy uh, episode topic, right? Like, they're just sort of dealing with big themes and all of their big moments and all of the cast lives. I love that coach, the coach bit of him constantly timing it. Yeah, it's very funny. I love like timing movies as a funny bit. Um, it, yeah, I just, I, yeah, this is like a good, good use of coach. It was a, it was very. Um, Avin Chester on one of their curb podcasts had a conversation recently about how Chester would prefer to have the like, you know, when you watch like Netflix, let's say, and there's the counter that shows you like how much time has passed. Yeah, he wants the right side to always say the total time because he likes to consider what percentage of the movie he has left, not how many minutes. Well, in a lot of sites, you can do that. You can like highlight over it and click and it would be like, you could either be like 13 minutes into a two hour movie, or you could be, uh, you know, 13 up and, you know, an hour 47 to go. Yeah. But that's insane. Like I love observer action was like, uh, yeah, you could just like find out how many minutes you're going to have to sit through. Yeah. But you still want to know what progress you made, I guess is what he's saying. Well, okay. Uh, I guess, uh, coach and Chester could watch a movie together because coach will be keeping the time and Chester could be keeping what, how much time is total. Anyway, uh, Winston, we get a lot more of Winston's backstory here. 
Uh, yeah. So we thought that Winston. Why did we think Winston quit um, basketball? Did we know anything before this episode? I don't remember. Honestly, can I tell you that like the yeah. pace of doing this one a week has really like dulled my knowledge of New Girl because I used mm-hmm. to be watching this the every ser- the series through like two three times a year, and now uh-huh. in the last year plus we've been doing this, I've only watched <laughs> up till episode eleven. So I feel like my expertise are dwindling. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, yeah, so I think we thought maybe that he – I don't want to say it was uh, like he quit, but maybe it was like – you know, that happens sometimes in Europe. Like you reach your natural end or like, you know, at that point they're asking you to pay for so, play for so little money in like the second division of a small country. Like, But yes, he uh, was – he was terrible basically is the answer. Like Winston was a bench warmer on a bad team in Latvia. And then got traded to a team that plays uphill, <laughs> uphill basketball. Where you have to go up a hill. And then he had a horrifying injury, and that was. And the doctor said he can't play anymore. So he actually had a career-ending injury. I was into the Rodman throwback hair. Yeah, see, they they gave him Rodman throwback hair, which was pretty funny too. That's when I used to play NBA Hang Time on N sixty four with my brother. I mm-hmm. loved being Dennis Rodman because I could give him pink hair. It was like my favorite part. And I had no idea who Dennis Rodman was. I just was obsessed with him. That didn't age you- well. <laughs> Did you ever play um, – did you ever uh, beat him? Beat my brother? Yeah, your older brother. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. What, what, is that even a question? No, I don't know. Sometimes it's like you're eight and, he, you know, you're six and he's eight and he just destroyed you and that was it. Yeah, but with hang time you could get a couple lucky breaks. Or you could play on the same team, I think, if I remember, against, like, the computer. Oh yeah, two yeah, two against a computer is always fun. It's easier now, like these days. Sometimes games didn't have that option. Well, it's still wild to me when I see a graphic on a current video game. Like last New Year's, I was at a friend's uh, house, and uh, one of the guys there was playing like I don't know if it was Red Dead Redemption or like one of the like Western kind of games, and it was it looked real. Like I I sound like an eight year old person being like holy shit, this is what games look like now. When I was a kid, like, yeah, Dennis Rodman's hair was pink, but, like, everything else was, like, a pixel. Mm-hmm. No, I know. It probably would make us sound, like, uh, a little boomery, but it is true. There watching Madden is, like, watching, like, a real football game. It's insane. No, the, yeah, I don't the care graphics are People better. need to appreciate their technology. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The kids out there, they don't realize what they have. I was uh, helping my mom. She had a new phone, and I was, like, pairing it. And, like, I haven't paired a new phone in a while i thought i was gonna have to use the cloud but you could just put phones next to each other now and it like does it and i was like these people could cure cancer if they wanted to like i'm convinced this is incredible like who came up with this but i know uh, i really do sound boomerang mm-hmm. and your mom was like calm down it's been around for a while no my mom wasn't even in the room she's like have you finished it yet <laughs> um all right so I did. I just liked getting a little bit of an evolution from Winston. I like that Winston has this sort of through line of this crisis of like, maybe I don't even like basketball. Did I choose that for myself? I do find this to be relatable. Like, obviously this is a caricature of it, but like, yeah, like we get put on, I, I think I, did I ever say this on the podcast? Like when I was in middle school or maybe elementary school, I don't know, maybe I was older. At one point, my mom was sort of like, what are you thinking about doing with your life? So maybe I was in high school. And I was like, honestly, like, I don't even know what jobs there are that besides the Jewish jobs. What are the Jewish jobs, Rabbi? Like, I was like, if I don't want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, whatever, okay. like, I don't even know. Yeah. And I still, to a large extent, like, 
don't even know what like most people do at companies. Yeah. No, I do think there is a little bit when you're a kid of like there's doctors, there's lawyers, you know, there's like teachers, there's nurses. That's about all you, you can know. be a firefighter. You can be firefighter. A that's a big one. Like... Yeah, you think like most people are firefighters when you're a little kid. <laughs> yeah. We're professional athletes, so there goes. Uh, it, it would also be very dangerous and unsafe for nurses to go around putting basketballs in the little uh, bassinet with the babies. Yes. Did you ever think when you were, you know, the best day of your gymnastics career that you would? I don't want to say professional athlete, but did you ever? Did you think you would be, um, like you know, Olympic level gymnast? Hell no. Even when I was good, I wasn't good. Like, I was good, and then I immediately wasn't good, and then I was, like, sticking with it too long, like Winston. Um, I mean, you were the captain of your high school team, so figure. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I was not good. In that was very Yosef, yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really, like, have a lot of aspirations. I wanted My biggest thing when I was a kid, I wanted to be a librarian, because I really liked the concept of using a scanner like at the supermarket. I just loved that. I even used self-checkout today at Target and I was like, I love that I can do this. Like, so that hasn't gone away, but I really wanted to use like the scanner, but I also love books and like, like the idea of sort of being a teacher. So that was my dream. I like have that written in journals. Like I'm gonna be a librarian and it's always a picture of me using the scanner, like drawn. <laughs> So I didn't really have, you know, a lot of, like, big dreams. Not that being a librarian isn't a big dream, but it was because I wanted to use a scanner, not because mm -hmm. of any That's sort fair. Of Honestly, like, there are times where, like, if, if there was a job with, like, a fancy printer, I'm there, you know? <laughs> um, all right. So I did love how this the Schmidt story and the Winston story intersected. I thought that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a candy yeah, striper, a good... and he's the one like putting a basketball on a baby. Yes, they did a good job. Yeah, they did a good job with like mixing the stories up a little bit. Sick people wanted me. Dying people wanted to be me. <laughs> I love Schmidt. <laughs> is like Chester. Like only Schmidt and Chester can get away with the shit they say. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. Schmidt is Schmidt's very good in this episode. Honestly. Um, how believable is that Schmidt gets inspired by a douche in a suit who's got a job in marketing? This is very, like, this is also Barney Stinson's origin story to a certain extent. Is it? His origin story is more like he was this hippy-dippy guy who was going to, like, go away on, like, a mission with this girl he was in love with. And then she dumps him for this, like, douche businessman in a suit. And then Barney becomes said businessman. Yeah, it is, and and also like that's Fat Schmidt at the beginning, and he, like he's like I was too fat to be in marketing, so I was sold uh, Christmas trees. Yeah, the timing of later spoiler alert at the end when he starts selling the trees, it's a little off because I don't think I said this. The the this episode maybe I did say this. This episode aired January seventh, twenty fourteen. So mm -hmm. they don't address Christmas, but, like, they're kind of suggesting, okay, this film was prior to Christmas, post-Thanksgiving. You They filmed it before Christmas? Well, no, no, sorry, filmed. Like, it's suggesting that Christmas is still happening because no one's buying a Christmas tree in January. On January right, 7th. that's true. Well, maybe that's but why this... he was such a good salesman. He was able to sell the trees <laughs> in January for the next year. You know what? When you're right, you're right, Keith. <laughs> um... All right, so then 
I do like that he just was like, oh, well, the museum pays more. And like, what are we talking about here then? Like, do you think, do you think there's a time where she should have just said, I'm going to make the most money that I can? Or is there a case for doing what you love, Keith? No, I mean, first of all, we don't know the difference. If one is like, you know, quadruple the the salary, like, then that's much different. And, you know, if it's a few thousand dollar difference and, you know, the percentage is small. Um, yeah, obviously it should not be the only factor. Your happiness should be a factor and the hours and, and whatever. Although it would be hard to beat, right, it would be hard to beat necessarily maybe the teacher hours if the summer's off or whatever, if the salaries are close. Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends on the person. Some people only care about money. Are you money motivated? I don't think so. Am I money motivated? Yeah. If I had like a real passion for something else that would pay uh-huh. me less money, I would do it. But as I said before, like full time podcaster, baby. I'm not passionate enough about this to do it. No, for I cheap. know. I'm I'll tell you that for free. Mm-hmm. I gotta That's the only thing. That's like do my for new free. catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Um, now I die talk to you off air for free. <laughs> you want to be charged? You want to start charging? <laughs> oh, I've got a bill. I just haven't submitted it to you yet. <laughs> Um, all right, so... Wait, should we post- tell the listeners? I guess this won't come out until right afterwards. I was going to say, I'm trying to trick you, not trick you, but convince you to come to my sister's wedding. When is the... You haven't told me when it is? Tuesday night. Where it is? It's Tuesday night. I'll tell you oh, if we're no, where. No way can I go Tuesday night. Well, what do you got going on Tuesday night? I do have plans, but it's like a work... You know, like, people have jobs. Where is See, it? Wouldn't you rather a job? I'll tell you off air, but wouldn't you rather a job? I'll edit that... this out. You want to hear this? Uh, it's in. Um... Get the hell out of here. I'm not going to the Bronx for this. Chester's coming. He'll pick you up. I bet he'll pick you up. Even worse, somehow. <laughs> I don't. Chester knows your people. And I don't mean that in a Jewish way. I mean, he knows, like, people you know. He's never met my parents before. Okay, but it's like, what am I going to say to your parents? You don't know you, who's, you, you don't I'm this child that talks to your son on the internet. Like, you know, what do you? You don't have to speak to them. I don't have like my, you know, my wife's not there. What do you mean? Uh, I'm not going to speak like, to them. They're hosting cousins. a wedding. You think I don't go up and thank them for having me? Like, they didn't have you. I invited you. Thank then you. Then I got to bring your sister a gift. Like, get out of here. My no, parents. you're not. No, that would be insane. It would be literally insane to bring a gift. Akiva, you know what would yeah. be insane? Going to a wedding and not thanking the host. <laughs> but you're not going. Not you're gifts. you're sort of like invited. It would be like we're talking invited crashing here. You know. I'm not going. Please explain that again. Like, if I went. <sighs> Actually, that's the first correct thing you said. I'm not going. <laughs> What a what a spoil sport. We could do we could do you know, Chester and I Chester and I did a podcast from his brother Sammy's wedding. Alright. Let's what are we doing here? So <laughs> this isn't as good as the one with Chester, I gotta tell you. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um Alright. So Coach is all we really get about Coach is that his name is Ernie and he gets the designation coach because Nick and while they visit while they're visiting Winston and Latvia, they decide Schmidt and Nick to give Coach the nickname Coach. What do you think about the name Ernie? Aren't we two Ernies? Don't we have to support it? Is someone vacuuming in this house at one in the morning? What's going on here? Well, we are two Ernies, but what do you think about naming a kid Ernie in 2022? It's tough. But would you rather Ernie or Bert? I think Ernie. I think Ernie too, but neither is good. Now that I think it's about tough. it, tough. They're both tough. 
Um, but I, I do like that um, Schmidt is wearing like head to toe. Um, um, not Neil Armstrong. God, who's the butt cyclist? Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Regalia. Mm-hmm. Allie from the editing room. I cannot tell you the internal struggle I went through here right in this moment uh, to try to remember whether this was an excellent callback to when Jess says, remember how hard he took it when Lance Armstrong got busted, or if this was, you know, the initial setup to a line that Jess would later say, and now with um, the luxury of Google, I can see that we did talk about it. It was in the double date. Obviously, Allie, this this is really getting to me, guys. It's difficult. It's difficult to keep track of this. Uh, wish I highlighted it during the episode. Um, all right. So Nick has the idea. He's really the only one trying to help. Would it help to go back to your first day as a teacher and just recounts interacting with a kid who was getting bullied uh, for not being rich enough, basically, <laughs> like for mm-hmm. not dressing right because at Portland Country Day, they have hedge mages and stables and everyone gets a horse. And they find out that, we're not the only ones looking for him. So is the FBI. He went on to use his math skills to embezzle. Do we know a when Jess moved from Portland to LA? Have we learned that? How long was she with Spencer? Six years? Did I lose you? I think it's seven maybe I'm thinking. Mm, I was just thinking. I, think I was so. deep in thought. Yeah, six or okay. seven years. Well, what's the point? I don't know. Allie from the editing room. Is Akiva working on a novel and we don't know about it? What the hell is he typing? Typing is the new clicking. Back to the show. Well, no, like what? Who was crazy to vacuum at 1230? So you were just thinking like, how long has she been teaching? How old is she? Like, what were you? I didn't mean what's the point. I meant like, what were you getting at? No, I want to know when she, I just want to know when she moved to LA. I was just curious if we, if we had heard that fact, because she starts off as a teacher in Portland and then she's in Los Angeles. I don't remember when, like, she's our main character. When did she make that move? Yeah. Um, again, I've forgotten everything I once knew about this. And when you ask me, I feel like a dumb idiot. So if you could just not ask me questions. Would you say a dummy? Please submit all of your questions prior to the episode. Mm-hmm. And I'll come prepared. I gotta. Maybe I should just watch the season through again. The season, so I the whole series. That. You should binge this show. That's what I mean. Like, should I go back to putting it into the rotation and and not care about the every episode? I think I need to start doing that. Maybe just so you could answer these questions. I don't know because the, yeah. the premise of the show is like, you know, uh, like these are two best friends who one of them know, has never seen we... the show before, and one has you know has seen every episode ten times and knows it. Look, we're it's trial and error here. You know what I'll start doing? This mm-hmm. is what I'll do. I'll watch from the beginning to where we are. And then when I go back to I'll always go from the beginning to where we are. Every week. That's good. I think that Not like, every that's, week, but that's when the I type like of time you should be putting into this podcast for it to really <laughs> pop, baby. <laughs> no, but I'll do it. I'll do it when I want to watch New Girl. Because it's like part of it is I don't want to go too far forward. And then sometimes I forget what you know and don't know. So I don't. There was actually one instance here where I wanted to tell you something that comes up, but I couldn't remember if you knew it or not. Mm hmm. What? A, it's so hard to be me, Akiva. I know. It true. Like a lot of people say that. Like, Can you that, imagine? I, I like. <laughs> it, I, I could see. I like it's probably. There's probably so many things you want to say about New Girl and, and you just can't. It's probably very difficult. 
so difficult. So and when you're like, allowed oh. to finally, it's gonna be over. Like the like when we're finally on equal footing, that's it. Then it's then it's gone. You'll never hear from us again. I'll be so thrilled when that happens. Let me tell you. Oh, stop saying stuff like that. You make people sad. Mostly I mean, I think Kelly. it'll be nice. I know it's funny. I texted Matt Stewart today and was like, hey, by the way, we're recording now. Sorry. It's like totally out of the blue. Don't worry about getting your questions in. And he was like, I'm just grateful mm-hmm. to have here that the episode's happening. Like I have every listener is on, the, on edge thinking that every episode could be our last. And that's how I want it. That's how I like people to feel in my life. Yeah, we want yeah we want to like text all of our listeners individually, make sure they have their questions in, and then we want them to make you know to be nervous about whether we're going to do another week. Well, I've been texting him because I'm finally getting my um, patron letters that I promised for 32 fans out, and mm-hmm. I needed his address. So you should be thrilled. I'm earning you money. You are uh, earning me no money. I believe that money goes to charity. <laughs> no, but the five maybe. Yeah, I guess. Have we seen? Did anyone join who wasn't a patron, or did the people? Oh, yeah, I think of, I th- yes, I think multiple people joined straight to the 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 alley. Okay, well then I'm making you money. That's true, two, but I feel like two fifty a pop, baby. Two fifty a pop, baby. Allie from the editing room to clarify, that's two dollars and fifty cents, not two hundred and fifty dollars. Back to the show. That's what you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get Ella back. And let have her thank me. <laughs> I hope she's asleep. I hope she fell asleep. Um, all right. Well, let's Miller up, like fill her up, but with Miller. Um, Producer Kelly wants to know if I have any comments on the cliched depiction of law school and Nick in law school. Yeah, we get a classic, like, paper chase style scene. Look left, look right, right. One of you will be gone. Yes, stereotypical. Did that happen at Michigan? Certainly not. Um, Michigan was a very collegial, uh, great place to be. What I what did speak to me though is like turning to someone who's writing that down and underlining it. That to me is very law school. Like the person writing down every word the professor says that clearly has nothing to do with anything, and then turning around. Do you know the phrase "gunner"? That transcends law school, right? Mm-mm, never heard it. Unless okay, it's so- like unless it's the guy who does the really dangerous job on the punt return team, also in law school. Well, so a gunner in the law school context is the guy to his right, where he's like. You're going to be, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be fine. You're going to be like, that's an aggressive portrayal, but the gunner is the person who's like, um, actually I'll tell, I'll tell a story. <laughs> a gunner is just like person who's like trying so hard. who's like doing the reading six days ahead. Who's like telling you he did the reading a hundred days ahead is like raising his hand all the time in class. Like a gunner is someone who's like gunning for a good grade. Um, and uh, will like cut you down and like not share outlines, like gunner, whatever. And there are people he, who don't he, share outlines. Oh Yeah. But it becomes like, a, oh, you're such a gunner. It's like a joke. It's like, I know. I'm like really trying. Um, yeah, no, the story's not good. But shout out to PK. I'll text you the story I was going to tell. Um, it, it's not about PK. But um, so I enjoyed that because I do think it was like two very true law school stereotypes, but like blown up. Uh, I did also love the evolution of like Nick goes from being like Nick in college to this like yuppie like lawyer person again i don't think that's true or required um but he he hates who he became which i do think is the story of a lot of people if they're on the wrong path not just for lawyers but for any grad student who's like maybe i'm a year or two too deep into this Mm -hmm. and he ends up starting to study at the bar that's a good idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I, I like the device of them interacting with the story when Schmidt's like, wait, I love you in that scarf. You know what I just realized? What? This Did is you the watch first the time... wrong episode? No, 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 that'd be funny. This is the first time we're on equal footing. I was thinking, like, for a second, I'm tired, but then I can't even complain because a lot of times it's like 12.30 for me and 5.30 for you. Not that you, no, that's actually never been that time, but you people get the point. And here it's, we're both, it's both, it's late for both of us. It's 12.30 here. I'm so glad that that's no excuses. why you were absent while we were talking about that scene. <laughs> it is late for us, so let's let's keep trudging on. No, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, we're on equal footing here. Even Steven. You throw even $20 Steven, at the baby. window, I get it. And we both don't know what happens in New Girl, so we are really even Steven. We, we are basically. getting everything by the minute. Should we, take a, should we like, do a sporkle, see who wins? Uh, I actually started when we were going to do a podcast when we hadn't watched an episode for Hanukkah. I like pulled up some NGOG, not NGOG, some New Girl sporkles. Can someone make an NGOG sporkle? Mm-hmm. All right. Cece shows up, thank God, somebody to rescue everyone from this mess, just like last week. You'll get that reference, Keith, when you watch the episode. Um, I loved how you ever second-guessed your career. Um, I'm a 30-year-old model, and my last job was for a phone sex hotline, and I was the one calling. That actually made me laugh. That was very funny, but it also, like, I think that's, like, new information. Like, is Cece not a successful model? I mean, I guess we know that because she lives with, like, five roommates, right? Yeah, and but everything I never we've seen, like, her, like, straddling that rocket with the guy like we yeah. haven't seen her i mean i guess the car gig that jess fills in for right but even that is like modeling a car and like right but i think some people think model they think like sports illustrated or like cover of vogue or something like she's not i guess she's not that successful a model like she pays the bills but she's not like <sighs> like she's a professional model but maybe not like a super successful one i don't know well she's doing like catalog right she's not doing editorial she's not doing runway that's like, you know, like Gigi Hadid is like stomping in New York Fashion Week. She's not doing like ads. Like even we have Cece doing like a before and after for a weight loss pill, like when she's dating Schmidt. Mm -hmm. Look who's watching the show, baby. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> it's all coming back. Do you remember it now? I can only remember all of Cece's modeling gigs. <laughs> <laughs> and two of them were in the future and you now spoiled the whole show. No, those aren't in the future. I remember those. Do you not remember those? Were they in the future? Mm -hmm. Were those no, modeling pigs? I was teasing you. I was teasing you. All right. Well, Cece tells this very touching story about how Jess and Cece met um, when Cece was struggling with reading. Unclear if she was struggling with reading or if she just needed glasses. I'm not sure. Cece wears glasses sometimes, right? I don't know. Well, they could drive it or milk it as far as I'm concerned. I like that. Do you have any dad phrases, Keith? Uh, stop calling me a dummy. <laughs> I have to hear that one live. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. Do I? I probably do. I'd have to ask the kids. What are my dad phrases? Is Ella not still there? Uh, no, she left. She left. Do I have any dad phrases? I'll ask the kids. I'll get back to you next week. Yeah, get back to us next week. Um, Cece's DDS. I don't think you knew that. I and don't I think Jess... I knew that. Do I have any dad phrases, like phrases I always say? Shut up. Um, no, I don't say shut up to, to people. You say shut up to me all the time. I would never say it. You say it to, to me a all woman? The time. God forbid. You say it to, to me Allie, all the like, time. an hour ago. <laughs> never. You need to call the. What's. Wait, get out, get out, get out. Well, wait, um, we'll talk about it after. We're not making plans I'm in the middle of this. All right. So, did we did we know that. Did you know. I, you did not know that CC was DDS. I did not know she was DDS. I don't think it's ever come up. 
We've met Cece's mom. Well, we would know. Wasn't wouldn't wouldn't her dad have been at the wedding? I mean, they didn't really focus right? on Cece's family at that wedding. Yeah, but they, but we meet no, but we meet the women in the family with the bachelorette party and stuff, right? Right. I mean, traditionally, dads aren't at bachelorette parties. That would be some bachelorette party if the dad. No, I think that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he wasn't there. It is consistent. No flag on the play. But it was what really touched me in the story between young Cece and young Jess. Uh-huh. Like, Jess has such a mature reaction for a nine-year-old to be like, well, if you want to hear my dad say you could drive your milk it, you can come over. Like, that was really sweet. And obviously, Cece was going through some stuff. So I liked that touching scene between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very nice. As youths. Mm-hmm. So Jess declines the job in a shock to Kiev. You think it was the right call or you think she should have gone to the museum? I think it's the right call. I think, like, she could get another fundraising job one day if she really wants one. Especially now. The job market's, like, wide open. You could, you know, quit. people are quitting and going everywhere any second. So now, meaning 2014, or you mean? Yeah if, she, okay. yeah, if she sticks around, like, eight more years, she can get any job she wants, basically. Um, all right. So Nick notices that Jess is still kind of upset about it, quotes a legal Veron. League of Their Own, and then they have a debate about whether or not that's a sports movie. I feel like it's very difficult to argue that A League of Their Own is not a sports movie. It is a sports movie. Like, it's an insane... I don't know where they're coming from with that. Yeah, no, it is a sports movie. I gave it a second thought. It's a sports movie. But after Cece complains again about her next modeling gig, Nick offers Cece a bartending job. I actually think this is a great way to get Cece more time in the show do and we think she's gonna take it does she take it at the end of this episode she takes it at the end she's on her first shift i don't think it's like um like to me it could read shoehorned in if one day cc was just like i'm working at the bar and picking up a couple shifts like i actually think this is like a natural way for her to like join the crew more frequently what do you think i think it's a good idea i think any any idea to get cc involved like you said is good i think we should do it so nick bring her to the bar and also is it out is that why we're bringing sorry is that why we're bringing it up because like we sort of thought she was successful now we're like hey she's unsuccessful but guess what we're gonna get her a second job i Uh, mean again i think we made the case that she doesn't seem that successful right like none of them seem that successful other than schmidt right but even he is like fighting for like a tiny office you know like they're all sort of like early 30s, like still like figuring it out. Late 20s, early 30s. They're all like early 30s now. Yeah, I think that's that's the point of the show. Right. So like I think it would be sort of crazy if like we believed Cece to be like Gigi Hadid. Like as you said, she lives with like a thousand models. And like she, we, the work we've seen her do is like commercial print stuff, which is like not nothing to sneeze at. I couldn't book that work, but it's not like going to make her a million dollars. What do you think the expression "nothing to sneeze at" really means? If you think about it, like <laughs> someone, someone say like, "Hey, I make you know X amount of money," and you're like, "Hachoo!" And like, I think it's what? like, yeah. you know, when you like turn your nose up, like um, put your like lip goes down your nose goes up mm-hmm. and you like put your finger to your nose like like hoity-toity like also holding in a sneeze maybe that that's but that, that's really like there's nothing to yeah i don't i don't know here nothing i don't want to enter from the editing room nothing to sneeze at origin where did the saying nothing to sneeze at come from um 
It was in a play in from 1799. Well, I can't get into this playwright's head. <sighs> Who cares? Let's see. Phrase definition org. I'm on gingersoftware.com. What do we think about that? Gingersoftware.com. Oh, here we go. In the 17th century, sneezing was considered a symbol of status as people believed it cleared their head and stimulated their brain. Soon, sneezing at will became a way to show one's disapproval, lack of interest, and boredom. And then uh, the quote from the play is, "Fortunes." the play was Fortune's Frolic. Why, as to his consent, I don't value it a button. But then 5,000 pounds is a sum not to be sneezed at. I don't think I've ever regretted asking a question more than this. <laughs> I want to die. All right. Uh, Winston also learned a lot from the conversation. Uh, he quit his job. We don't know where he's going to go. He's sort of struggling with even what drink to order. He's like Kiwi at the bar, not sure what to do. Um, and Jess wants to be a principal because she crushed this tri-classroom teaching model. And her principal is going to take all the credit. So maybe she should be principal. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big jump. Like, I think it's like a whole different degree. I don't think you just ask and become principal. Well, she's going to think about pursuing it. Yeah, I think she should pursue it. I think she'd be great. So here's the thing I've been waiting to talk about this entire episode. When you said that you thought the episode's ending where he's leaving the bar. So the episode ends where Nick shows Jess a a piece of paper where he, that shows he both passed the bar and came up with a great idea for a spaghetti sandwich. Um... He, wanted, he went and took the bar anyway because he wanted to prove to himself that he dropped out because he wanted to be a bartender and not because he couldn't be a lawyer. So you think that means he's going to start moving in a legal direction? I think so, yes. Explain. Well, I just think of like we're and, – and I don't know if he ends up being a lawyer, but maybe he goes back – like, I don't know. It just seems like we're moving all our characters around job-wise. We're, we're looking for some new avenues for them. Maybe it will be season four from now on. I really took um, this to mean this is, like, not a fluke. This is him showing, like, I chose this. This is my real career, even though everyone's saying I don't have a real career. I could have been a lawyer. I had the skill set to do it. I just, whatever, if you believe the bar means that. Um, But I chose not to do it. So I thought it's, like, very reaffirming that, like, this was not my path. Bartending is my path. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I wasn't watching with a close enough eye. Maybe I had my, you know, nose up to this episode like I was sneezing at it. I mean, forget the fact that you he actually wouldn't have been able to take the bar exam without graduating from law school unless he either did the apprentice program in California or lied and, like, forged, like, in suits that he went to law school. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll let it's it go for Nick's probably a suit situation. Sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right were you a big suits guy, person Keith? um i watched suits because like person? an ex-boyfriend told me to watch it and i really did like season one and then i just kind of like fell off but i did like it yeah i think it was my wife's favorite show when it was on it's a good show i like i, I didn't stay mm-hmm. with it because i think that was even like when was I? I think i was watching it like on demand and it's like wasn't the most user-friendly probably now i would like binge it pretty quickly yeah, the USA this Network. This was like 2014 I was watching app. it. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we get to the guide, Keith? Let's do it. 
Producer Kelly, which of the career development slash revelations does Kiwi think will come up again slash where does he think they'll go? And then God bless Kelly. She gave multiple choice. Just taking on more work at school, wanting to become a principal. Is this stopping here? Are we continuing with this? I think continuing. Okay. Nick passing the bar exam. Are we stopping with this? Is this coming back? Uh, I said yes, although you are so skeptical that unless you're pulling the old Lash 180, I think we're probably done with it. Cece working at the bar. Are we done with her one shift where she smashes two glasses, or is this going to be a bit? I think it's a bit going forward. Winston quitting the radio station job. I love how they said he really burned bridges. It got racial. It got sexual. Why did we see this? We should have seen, you know, him quit. Maybe they lost the rights and, to, like, the radio set. That's why we haven't been there in, like, months. Oh, I wrote in the NGOG chat that you went to go to the bathroom, and this is going to take me more time to edit than the episode me and Chester. And Kyle King wrote, is Keeve Mobile, like, Chester's trip to the bathroom? Did you get that far in the podcast? Yes, I did get there. I did get there. <laughs> um, so, and then Schmidt selling Christmas trees. We ever see his skill, sales skills again? I'm sure we see sales skills. Him selling himself to the ladies, if you know what I mean. Oh, hey I, I don't know. I don't think he sells Christmas trees again. All right, Kiwi, who won the episode? I'm going to say Jess. I think now Jess. You sound like, like Yosef. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. you I'll, let me, I'll, I'll tell, tell you. you. Now, my son is not like an 84 year old <laughs> Italian man, but I guess that's a good accent. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what he not, sounds not, I'll tell you. He's, I'll tell what was, you. What's the fake uh, Supreme Court guy's name? Anthony what? <laughs> Tony. Tony DeSalvio. Tony DeSalvio. Tony DeSalvio. Tony Tony DeSalvio's, you know, great-grandson. Um, what a callback. I'll tell you that I think Jess. <laughs> I think Jess got, you know, proven that she was, you know, a great teacher. She was put in a tough situation and came out ahead. We don't see Winston quit. I mean, Coach has fun, but, like, he's not going to win. Cece, you know, it's kind of sad that she's, like, realizing she's not a great model, whatever. <laughs> I think, I, you know, uh, also Winston, like, has the rough storyline with the Latvia stuff. It has to be, it has to be Jess. I mean, Schmidt could be, too, I guess, but those are the only two options. See, I think it's Jess, too. I think I ultimately go with Jess for your same reason. I think I try to think more how Rob sets it up now, where it's like, who's walking out of here a winner just made a decision she feels good about, and it has now springboarded her. She did great at work. She's got great friends who are all rallied around her. And now she's got, like, a new goal that she set her sights on. So I think she is absolutely the winner. I don't know that she wins for, like, most laughs, but I don't think this was that joke-heavy an episode. I think that's why you're saying Schmidt. Like, maybe he has the yes. most laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what Kelly says. Who won the episode? Jess. The episode centers on her. She makes her decision and then rocks it in the next scene where we see her at school. Uh, extraneous addition. She had some great line readings like Billy Joel is definitely alive and he's definitely not a knight. That was good. And these are classic after six topics and A League of Their Own was not a sports movie. It was about sisterhood and the war and and then the so tea. Uh, Cece's runner-up because she comes in and saves the day and she and Jess are equally funny in the League of Their Own bit, but she had to play day-old Curry and then started working for Nick, so I don't think she takes number one. Great points. Um, all right. We cannot do the Adira Minute this week that you submitted because I did not bring my microphone home, which is why the audio quality is so bad. So we will do that next week. 
I believe producer Kelly's a guest next week. So we'll maybe we'll do it with her. We'll make an exception. Ooh, repeat um, guest. Shelby and Neve um, both wrote in and said, mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, Neve's question. I think I'm mispronouncing. She gives me the pronunciation. I think I'm still bouncing. I'm so sorry. Can we get some feedback on what you guys think about Zooey, Hannah, and Lamorne's new recap podcast? Maybe Akiva could start a Twitter beef to make it spicy. Keeve, we got tagged a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're coming for us. Th- they're coming for the throne. So set it up. Maybe if people haven't seen. So Zooey, Hannah Simone, famous failed model. Why? I don't know. Was Hannah Simone a model in real life? You could Google that. That wouldn't spoil anything. I mean, her Twitter bio says actor, host, fancy neighbor, food experimenter, Connect Four champion, and lifelong nomad who loves high fives. Doesn't mention models, so no. And, and I think it would. It mentions all of her other things, so I think it would. All her other jobs. It wouldn't it would not it would not leave her out. Uh and Lamorne, um the three of them, I guess do you, like who else got called for this? Do you think that they called Jake Johnson? Do you think that they called uh any, anybody else from the show? I think this makes I forget. We always talked about drafting like shows or who would do it. I don't know if we actually talked about who we thought would be on the show. I think we might have. Um this makes sense. I think Lamorne, although Lamorne's done a lot of work recently, like he had that he starred in a movie in Hulu, which is in the jar. Um, but and he had that Hulu show. So he's been working. Um, I would say that my guess would have been like Cece and, and Winston would be most likely because I just don't think this is something that would interest Jake Johnson. And I think Max Greenfield would view this as like a step down. Zooey is the big surprise for me. I think it's a huge get that they got her, but it tracks because I think she's become a little bit more hooey, Zooey, since she's been dating uh, the property brother. Speaking of hooey, I uh, I, I was going to text you a picture, but I like they went off screen just as I did. But uh, I were you I watching? Really that's my jam. Show. Yeah, that's my jam with with Jimmy Fallon was on TV when I turned it on, and it was. Um, Taika Waititi and Rita Ora, who are the most famous, like, uh, who's or, like, random celebrities of all time. Do you know, do you like how I knew it must have been That's My Jam? I'm very up on That's yeah. My Jam. I, did, I, I don't even know how it works. There was just, like, a flying microphone. It's actually Jimmy a Fallon was show. being way over like eager. That. I'm sure it's fine. I watch it on YouTube. Lamorne has not tweeted about the podcast yet. Maybe he's, like, holding out still. All right. Do you so think that show... podcast? Can I ask you a question? Let's make a prediction now. Do you think that the, that podcast will make it to the end, one episode a week of New Girl? Yes, because well, I I'm sort of unclear. I listened to the trailer and I watched what they like tweeted about it or Instagrammed about it. It's like every week we'll either talk about an episode of New Girl or we'll interview someone. Like I don't know how they're going to be tackling it. If it's like truly mm-hmm. one a week or if they don't to, do one a week, like, they'll never finish or even succeed. But also, like, Office like, Ladies I think... is very structured like this one. Well, no, they also go back. They, like, repeat episodes. I think they're trying to stretch it out. Yes, but they were, like, I hear what you're saying, but they also, like, you know, for the first 50 or whoever, like, were very, you know what I'm saying? Like, they 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 took their, their like, they went episode by episode, and then they're, like, hey, we can get so-and-so now that we're bigger, or, like, let's get, you know, another actor. I agree in trying to stretch it out. But that's, that's almost, like, more of what like a traditional podcast would do yeah i mean i think you're look i think they'll do it until the money runs out like as long as it's successful and 
whoever is is paying for it is continuing to pay for it i why wouldn't they do it who's paying for it who's the money behind big new girl well you know what okay so i have some tips for them first of all i think this is exciting i think this is great i think people should are you gonna listen to it so it's tough because it's like when the challenge put out their formal podcast official Mm -hmm. podcast like I do feel like we do something different, right? If somebody wants a straight new girl behind the scenes information, like Mm -hmm. that's not what we're Um, doing. And I don't think listening to that would make someone not want to listen to us anymore. Like we're doing two completely different things. And I think Brian and I got to a place on the challenge wrap up where it's like, we used to do interviews. Brian Scott started doing interviews and it's like, this is no longer like what we're offering and what people are coming to us for. They're coming for like two schmoes talking about the challenge from a fan perspective. If you want behind the scenes, like absolutely listen to the people who are on the show. That's kind of how I feel about this. Like, uh, but at the same time, am I going to listen? I don't know. I think definitely after NGOG raps, I would listen to it, but I do feel like I don't want to be listening to that. And then coming here every week and be like, well, Zooey said on the podcast, uh, you know, uh, Hannah Simone said on the podcast, like, I don't want to be just regurgitating their podcast here. And I think I, I'd have a yeah, hard time 100%. not doing that. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, it's called Welcome to Our Show, which I put in the NGOG chat. Like, I don't even know what this is a reference to. And it's because, like, Jess says, welcome to our home, like, four times in the first three seasons. I think it just proves that there is no good name for a new girl podcast. I the jar would be pretty decent, I think. I never wanted to call it the jar, to be clear. I actually went back and listened to our first episode. I suggested jar, exclamation point, as in That's fine the, too. what they say to require it. I think the best ones they could have come up with are probably taken. There is a podcast called Apartment 4D, and there is a podcast called Who's That Girl? Um, and I do think it's funny that in some world, there might have been like some intern somewhere gathering data on how many new girl rewatches have sprung up during the pandemic to like advocate that this is proof of concept and there's a demand for it. And so maybe in some small way, we came up at least in a name search mm-hmm. for like what they can't use. Not that they would ever, ours is probably the only new girl podcast that they were like, uh, yeah, we're not interested in that name. <laughs> no. Yeah. And we'd freaking sue the pants off them if they did. They know that. But here is something that I want to advise. Uh, Zoe had on our show. Mm-hmm. Is that when you search New Girl on iTunes, Keith, do you have access right now to search that? Uh, I do not have iTunes on my computer. Okay. If you search it on Apple Pie, could you search it on Spotify? Yes. Because I don't know the answer on Spotify, actually. But if you search, okay. Spotify might be better searching. If you search New Girl right now on iTunes, pod, Apple Podcasts, it does yeah. not come up. They need to put colon a new girl rewatch podcast in the title of their show as all of the other new girl podcasts do. Apartment 4D colon a new girl podcast. Who's that girl? Question mark. A new girl podcast. New girl old guy colon a new girl rewatch podcast. I do think they went if with you search colon, new, girl, new girl rewatch podcast. If you search new girl on Spotify, yep. the thing that comes up first is Ali and Akiva's new girl old guy. We're killing Is that because you maybe listened to it on that? No, I I haven't listened on this computer, and I'm and I'm not even logged into my account. We're first. We're number oh, one. Yeah. Good for us. Mm-hmm. 
the girly all girl right podcast. so that's that's my advice three new girl podcasts. and i'm sure mm-hmm. i'm sure they'll figure that out but and they still made it to number one just with the trailer so people are finding it anyway but uh you know they they should um yeah because they're just welcome to our show and it does not say anywhere in the logo or anywhere in the name of the show a new girl rewatch podcast until you maybe read. maybe it won't be a rewatch podcast maybe they're gonna do other things you know maybe it'll become well, like a no, chat they... show it'll, they'll, they'll become th- what's the 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 show with the three guests and each week someone someone gives uh smartless terrible name but um maybe that's what they're gonna do yeah, they said go behind the scenes with the crew who called it home for seven years. Each week, real life friends Zoe, Hannah, and Lamorne rewatch their Emmy nominated series and reveal never behind. So they're they're going to be rewatching it. Who got the Emmy noms for this show? Allie from the editing room. It's an interesting question that goes unanswered here from Akiva. Uh, we got sidetracked on something else. Shocking. Um, the Emmy noms were outstanding lead actress in a comedy series in 2012 for Zoe as Jess. Uh, outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series in 2012 also for uh, Max Greenfield as Schmidt. Outstanding directing also in 2012. Outstanding main title design 2012. Outstanding casting for a comedy series 2012. Back to the show. Right, so we're the more the merrier. We're do, we're offering something different and frankly it's very fun for New Girl fans. And, and honestly now if people complain that we're not talking about New Girl we point people in the right direction. We're the wrong direction for that. No, I mean, we're, st- we're happy to have those people, too. We're the right direction, but not the only direction. All right. So let's we'll, – it's late for Kiwi and I. Let's – we'll join back next week. We'll, we'll put the Garner Minute on ice, and we'll do the Deer Minute next week. Uh, Kiwi, you could you could follow me at Last Tweets. Uh, the Challenge, All-Stars 2 finale just aired. You can check that out at robinswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Subscribe there. Find out when we'll be back. We'll be back when All-Stars 3 comes back. Otherwise, on Yadis – is and, also three aired as a filmed, yeah, I mean? Uh, yeah, we believe it's filmed or is filming now. Started filming. Well, so you're started you're filming, a New Girl only podcaster film. for a while. I forget. Yeah, I'm just on my New Girl shit right now. And Kiwi is still doing a million podcasts, although Curb has ended, so that's good. Uh, not good, mm-hmm. but gives you a little reprieve. Um, you, you got Renap. You yeah. got... Uh, 32 fans, the 32 Football fans season. podcast. Playoff season, yeah. Reason for the season, maybe. Mm-hmm, exactly. The, really, the reason for the season is the preseason for 32 fans. But <sighs> Listen, I'm very I tired. like what you said. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like what you said about the reason for the season. <laughs> All right. Season three. Hey, you can follow Keith at Keith26. I don't know if I said it. Season three, episode 12 next week with producer Kelly. Basketball. Ooh. I'm going to say coach tries to like uh it's I'm going to say it's coach centric and not Winston centric and not in a romantic CC way and like a coachy Mm-mm. way. No. All right, well coach finally find his purpose on the show next week. Uh we'll find out. Goodbye. Bye. See you. My bite and my dog, my bite and my